Welcome to the Staff Lounge. Wow, we're back. Yeah, you you skipped last week. I skipped last week. I've been not feeling good doing this all alone. The plan was Marcy was going to podcast while I was in Vegas, and she didn't. That's because the week before I did it all alone because you were sick. Yeah. And somebody gave up her computer to her sister. So. Yeah, I don't have a computer, so. Um. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Staff Lounge. Uh, we are continuing our discussion of the countdown of the alphabet and today's topic is the letter t yes so we have to start with our top five Uh, yeah so i have a list for our top five um and i know one of them you said you don't have but oh well uh so we'll start with what's your favorite uh tennis shoe oh my goodness could be brand or it's a hoka i i mean we went to mexico with our husbands and all four of us had our hokas on that one day and um they're so good. If you guys haven't heard of them, you can get them at the walking store. You can get them at REI. You want to go try them out. Massively supportive of knees, hips, backs, compression. Oh my goodness. I wear them at least twice a week to school, sometimes three times a week. Yeah. I mean, so when I had an injury to my foot, my podiatrist recommended Hoka's. That was the first I'd heard of them. Mm. And I got them and I do love them, but I will say they're not like super cute. No, they're not. You know, so for, for when I'm going to walk a lot, if I'm going to be on my feet all day, I'll wear my Hoka's. But Other otherwise, than in Vegas. I did not wear them in Vegas. <laughs> otherwise, um, I really like Vans. I just like the look mm. of Vans. So... Vans are too flat-footed yeah. for thought my Thought I'd feet. throw that out there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I can't yeah. walk on them a long time. They yeah. mess up my feet, but yeah. I do like I really them. do like old-school Converse, too. Oh, those hurt my toes. But I don't own a pair. Oh, yeah, the um, the toe Whip. box that's called the toe box doesn't yeah. fit my toes. Oh, yeah. you have cute little piggies that like to spread out? They do. Okay. Yeah, I got a wide top of my foot. Okay. Um, What's your favorite team sport? Um, ooh, my, I know this was my topic and I, yeah. um, I really like soccer. I can watch the world cups. I can watch soccer of any levels. I mean, I love soccer. I used to play soccer. It was wonderful soccer. Cool. I don't really like many team sports at all, but I did play softball. So I guess that would be it. Mm. But like, I don't like watching any sports on television or mm. anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite kind of top like to wear? I'm a hoodie girl. I love, love, love wearing a hoodie. I could wear it literally. I've actually thought about when I finally retire, I may just get rid of all the rest of my tops. Just keep all my hoodies. <laughs> yeah. I also love a hoodie. Um, I, I can wear them whenever. I mean, obviously not in the summer, but like once it's hoodie season, I'm so happy. Yeah. I like the zip up hoodies. I like the buttony collar hoodies. I love just the old school pull it over your head hoodies. Yep. I'm into the cowl neck ones right now. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Like the Alaska chick ones. Yes. Yeah. I like a good hoodie. For. Me too. And I totally wear them out. Like they don't mm-hmm. go in the trash until they are. Yeah. Demolished. Yeah. 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 Um, what's your favorite tea? And I know you don't have um, coffee. I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not tea, but I don't like tea. I just don't like it. So coffee. All right. Um, I have a couple. I really like the iced peach green tea at Starbucks. And mm. then I also like their iced chai. Mm. Um, both of those are good, but Maybe I don't, I should try one, but I don't often sit down and just drink tea. 
Like, if I'm sick, I drink tea, um, but I do like that iced tea. I think that's why I don't like tea, because whenever I was sick, you know, you have your honey and your tea and you sip it and it helps your throat. I just think of being sick when I'm... Oh. Yeah, no, I'll go to Starbucks and get like a Trenta of the iced peak at that oh. much. See, I like like the Arnold Palmer yeah, lemonade tea thing. Yeah, that okay, that counts. Okay, Ar- Arnold Palmer. All right, and the last one, like, what's your favorite time? And this is very broad. It could be time of day, time of year, the favorite time of your life. Like, go with it, whatever you want. Um, I love my 50s. I've had a great life. I've had an adventurous life. I've had a, you know, lots of successes and failures that helped me grow in life. But my 50s have been amazing. Yeah, I would have to say that it's probably my 40s right now. I mean, that's where I am. Yeah. Um, Definitely more comfortable with who I am, comfortable with where we are, like, kind of, you know, like, financially as adults, like, I feel comfortable there. But I've also been more adventurous and done more things. Although I would say the last few years have been hard in many other ways, but I would Mm -hmm. still say the, you know, for an age. Yeah. I'm, like, in my 40s. Yeah. Otherwise, time of day, I really like the morning better than Um, later. You know what? I love really any time of day. My favorite time of the year is summer. I'm really, I guess, in my middle to old age, I'm finding that Alaskan winters are just so rough with all the darkness. And all this rain lately has really started me on that, like, oh my gosh, we've got winter coming. I mean, it's supposed to freeze this weekend. It's freezing. I know. I know. Not my favorite time either. Mm-mm. All right. So that's our, our top five. Okay. So we're going to move on to... Uh, we're moving on to the, the letter T. The T's of education, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Let's talk about a teachable moment. Yeah. Go for it. So I will say, um, when I think of a teachable moment, by definition, a teachable moment is you're in the middle of a lesson and someone asks a question and you're like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Let's go with this. And you can kind of tangent right? Mm -hmm. It's not following necessarily your plan, but this is the perfect time to bring that question up, bring it in, talk about it, ask, you know, like build off of the kid's interest. But unfortunately, especially in the public school system right now with how they're tightening down on time and everyone needs to be on the same page, like the teachable moment has unfortunately kind of gone away. Girl, High five. That's exactly where I was going yeah, with it. Yeah, I mean, people that have a little more leeway, like I had a little more leeway in my classroom um, up until I retired. So I could take advantage of those teachable mm-hmm. moments because I'm telling you, they were few and far between. So when they happened, like when someone got excited about something, we were following it. Yeah. You know, but a typical fifth grade class learning about a certain topic can't do that anymore. No, no. It's gone away. Yeah. And, and I don't think... The gum-chewing public, the general population, understands that. No, but when you look back on, like, your career as a kid in school, those are the moments you remember. Remember when Miss So-and-so decided, you want to know about bridges? Let's look more into bridges. Yeah. And you learned really cool stuff, and it's what you remember. Yep. No one's going to remember page 32 of the anthology. Right. You know? Right. The close reading questions on page 45. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, The other thing about teachable moments is they're built on the interest of the kid. So, you know, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, but it's like you're talking about space and 
you're talking about an asteroid and somebody says, oh my gosh, is that what we saw when we were in Girdwood and having dinner up at Seven Glaciers? And you can say, that was a comet. So let's look at the comet. And then you can have the kids compare and contrast a comet mm-hmm. from an asteroid. And because a kid has seen one, you know, the next day they may bring something. Maybe there's a picture. Maybe, yeah. you know. So really it's allowing their interest to build the learning that's taking well, place. And the best kind of learning is the stuff that's kid-directed. 100%. And um, I knew throughout my years, a bunch of teachers were like, well, I always do a lot on this because it's my favorite. It's like, yeah, but if it's not your, if your kids don't care, yeah, like you need to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone and go with that teachable moment. Yeah. Even if it's during human growth. Right. You know, like you need to be willing as a teacher to, to do those things. Yeah, totally. You know? the, the difficulty is when it's a fun thing for a teacher, your passion doesn't always ignite the passion of others. Right. However, if you're the teacher who Charlie Brown yeah, has, That will never ignite it. No, but if that teacher gets fired up about something... If the kids see them in a different way, sometimes the kids will yeah, get excited about it. So there is some some stuff. But I'm going to say teachable moments, man, they're far and few between just because we don't have curriculum or time or the kind of outlining of a year that builds that kind right. of stuff. Let's talk about um, tattoos. Oh, one of our favorite things. One of our favorite things. Um When I retired and started teaching at the Catholic school, like I was legit going around buying long sleeve shirts that like (laughs) buttoned at the wrist because I didn't know at my school if it was going to be okay. Well, and it's funny because, you know, when you're like in college or whatever, everyone's like, you know, blah, 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 nothing that can be seen. Yeah. But really it comes down to your district and your union. Yeah. You know, like in our, in the union here in Anchorage, we cannot be told what to wear or anything like that, Mm-mm. you know, so our tattoos are completely fine, yeah. you know, but in some other places, it could be laid out that like, you know, your principal has say over your yeah, outward your appearance or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but some of, I mean, we both have a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, a number yeah. of tattoos. We got our, our teaching tattoos together. We yeah. have our apples that say inspire. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know most teachers I know have a tattoo. Yeah. 100%. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great because, you know, um, I feel like my kids, the kids know people with tattoos. It makes you more approachable, I feel, to kids when they're, I don't know, needing something. Like I'll be talking to students and helping with math and, and someone will say, can I read your tattoo? And it's like, sure. And they're like, you know, it's like now they know that, that you, they can talk to you. You know what I mean? It's just kind of a way to let them into. Um, I have had one instance where I had wished I didn't have them. Like I had a student who was obsessed with my tattoos. Oh, really? Um, I had to cover them. (gasps) Really? I didn't know this. I had to cover them or I had to say, 
um, when she wanted to ask me about them that she had to do like so many problems first. Oh. So I would just use it to my advantage. Sure. But um, they were a major distract. Huh. So, I mean, you do kind of. Good like, thing you don't have one on your face. Yeah. Like you really. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about that, too. Like you yeah. probably don't want things like on your face. You yeah. Know, like extra piercings and stuff. Yeah. Can cause some distraction. Because even though we aren't always treated Mm-hmm. The way that, you know, we feel like we should be like, but, right. you know, teaching is a profession that should be held in a high regard and you should, you know, show that with how you act and right. some of how you wear, you know, what yeah. you wear, you know, I mean, you and I always look nice at school, but we are not dress up people. No, but we're not going in sweatsuits every day, which I know. No, yeah spandex and tank tops yeah what no nobody would want to see us in spandex anyway hell Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um let's talk about uh time management time management is tough i always talk to my parents at back to school night before kids come about time management because that's one of the things i want their kids to get out of being in my room I do things a specific way, not just because this is a spelling lesson, but because I can build organization and time management into a lesson. So they're getting three things out of it instead of just one. Parents sometimes, I'm going to say it, people in general are horrible with time management. Yeah. And a parent can't very easily model good time management if they don't have it. And so if I can show kids how to manage their time, take a big project, break it into easy chunks, take a spelling, a bunch of spelling activities. It's here. You get it on Monday. It's due on Friday before the spelling test. And these are the days that you should have these things done to, to get to that. It's critical. Well, and it needs to be taught early before kids go to middle and high school. Yep. Because that's one of those skills that just needs to become part of who the kid is. You know? Yeah, 100%. Um, but when, when when you said time management, my mind went to time management for the teacher. Mm, because okay. we do so many different things throughout the day. And really, you might think like, oh, I have a whole hour for that lesson. But sometimes that hour and you're not even like halfway done. So right. there's really, you know, learning what needs to be done, how long you should be taking for each part. Mm-hmm. And keeping track of it, especially for new teachers, I feel it's an important thing. If the book says it's supposed to take 20 minutes and you're done in two, you didn't quite get the point of that section. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's that end of it. Mm-hmm. And also, if it said 20 minutes and you're 60 minutes in and you're still there, yeah. you need to you need to have moved on. You know, so it's kind of like learning that balance and learning how to keep track of that for yourself. Well, and when I brought up the topic originally of time management, I also want to address that um, I also want to address that parent or teachers need to figure out how their class is going to get through a lesson. I am very comfortable as a 25 year sixth grade teacher. I can look at a lesson in a book or look at a lesson on teacher pay teacher mm-hmm. and say it's going to take my kids about 40 minutes to do this. In 52 minutes, my kids should have this lesson done and should be going to the next part kind of deal. And, you know, anybody who changes grade levels, you got to keep that in mind. My fourth graders, 
I have to figure out they're not sixth grade workers, right? So my instruction, they don't have the prior knowledge that they could already come with. You're building oftentimes that prior knowledge that the lesson is going to require. And so when you're looking at building a year or building a unit or building a week with your lesson planning, you have to think about how your kids at their level are going to be able to complete this. Right. Which means, like we've said many times, you really need to know your students because this year's fourth graders might need another half hour on something more than your last year's fourth graders. Yes. Every group is different and every group responds differently. Yeah. It's super important for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. I can't, th- I, I will say as we finish up with time management that administrators sometimes forget how much time it takes to prep something, summarize something, lay something out. Like they are on their own time schedule, right? Oftentimes pushed down from above. But when you've got 25 plus kiddos in your on your caseload, sometimes coming up with getting the data and then assessing the data and being able to provide a review of that data takes a little more time, right? So, or what's when, our, or oh. when your principal says, "I'm gonna, I can't come in today for your observation. I'm gonna come tomorrow," and it's like you put so much time into getting that lesson, correct? And they think that you can just do that lesson again. Well, that's not the case. You're yeah. going in a specific order. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard when you might be on a different time schedule than other people. Right. What about transparency? Tell me what you think of. Do you know? Do you have something off the top of your head? I mean, I feel there should be more transparency coming down from above. I don't know if that's what we meant when we made note of that. Yeah. But I often feel that administrators aren't transparent about things that the like the the district is saying we need to do and i feel that more transparency between teachers and administration waste Mm -hmm. but i also think like transparency with parents like being honest you have to tell them what's going on you can't play this sugar-coated you know i'm gonna i'm gonna darken the glass a little bit so you can't quite see the whole picture thing but a lot of people do that yeah. You know, and sugarcoat, and then they get to a transparent teacher. Reality. The hard truths. I'm going to say that I am not a sugarcoater. Right. I'm going to slap you right in the face with everything. And I, I start a lot of my parent meetings with, I want to talk about strengths and struggles. Like, I see him strong here. I see him strong here. Here's where I see a struggle. And here's where I want to be working. Let's set some goals. And... I will share with you that I've really struggled this year because I have some kiddos that, well, my child's a straight A student. How can you tell me this? And it's like, uh, actually, they're not a straight A student. Let's look at their work. And I hate grades. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, grading is such a thing. It's such a thing. And parents need to recognize that not everybody's going to get A's. A C is average. A C is not a bad grade. I know as a mom, I wanted my kids to get A's. They always could work harder to get better grades, but I did not do their work for them. Right. And as a teacher, I really struggle, and and it's something that I'm struggling with now. Um, I struggle with working with the kids at school, and then the next day I'm conferencing with a student, and I'm like, where did this come from? And they're like, oh, I did that last night. And it's like, 
where's the work we did yesterday? Oh, I redid it. What, where's the work we did yesterday? Oh, I threw it away. This is my, and it's like not even their work. And I feel like, I mean, I'm going to just say I've gone to my administrator and we're going to have a conversation with the parent. I am not giving the parent a grade. And I think private school is proving to be difficult because I don't know that everybody wants to hear the truth, the reality and truth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's truth. It makes me stutter it. But the the difficulty, too, is um, I know that some teachers have a difficult time n- not telling the truth, not being honest, but having those con- difficult conversations. Yeah. And in private school, you don't have, at least ours, we don't have the special ed staff, the other extra support staff. And I'm going to say, I'm very uncomfortable having a bunch of parents come in and work one-on-one with a fourth grader when that kid can't read. And it's such a small community. Where's the confidentiality Mm. signature, right? Like in ASD, if you have people subbing, even if they're parents, they have a confidentiality clause that they have to sign. And that isn't something that happens in private school. And so I have a real hard time with it. And even though I know it isn't one of our T things, you mentioned grades. Yeah. And I just hate grades. Yeah. I feel that, um, pri- you know, personally, that like a standards-based report card would be much better. Because then you can be like, look, Johnny can do these three things. Mm-hmm. He has not shown me during the school day that he can do these 10 other standards. Right. You know, and then it's like a very simple black and white easy to be transparent you know there's one piece of, of data proof for each one yeah you know um but an a doesn't mean much right i mean it means they did the work and they did well but you don't know your a might be different than my a which is different than their third grade a and their second grade a yeah it doesn't mean that they've mastered things necessarily right and the district went to a standards-based report card, did all the prep, did all the training. Do you remember that years and years ago? Well, and I remember Kay, Kindy Whoa. kept it. We went through yeah. everything. And then it was like, where did it go? Yeah. I'm glad kindergarten had it, though, because you can specifically show kindergarten parents, this quarter your child should have these skills, and they do not. Yep. You know, because yep. it wasn't just like, oh, they have an N. Because yeah. parents don't understand what that means. But if you can clearly say they cannot compare numbers to 20, they cannot count to 20, they cannot yep. identify polygons, like, that gives yeah. a parent much more. An yeah. A, an F, Meh. doesn't tell you what they actually can do. Right. Well, and an A, is that with Help. turning it in three weeks late? Is that with an edited peer? Is yeah. that, you know, when you're testing and and taking a score i'm not going to say grade when you're taking us when you're scoring a standards-based skill or challenge mm-hmm. you are not giving them an o or an a or an s or an n it's you, could they do it yep and there's something to be said about that there is the because... curriculum though then has to be standards-based curriculum and i think that's where lots of buildings get or districts or whatever get disconnects is because they're going to have to dump all their curriculum and redo standards-based 
because yes, some of the curriculum meets the standards, but there's a lot of it. Like, why would you do unit four when there's no standards yeah. being assessed? Well, and parents, even even if they went to a standards-based report card, you know they're going to ask, like, well, so is that like an A? Yeah. You know, right, because right. that's something that's been ingrained in our society. Forever. Forever. Yeah. But doesn't really mean much. Right. Transparency yeah. requires you to uh, be honest. It it transparency from one grade level to other grade levels is important transparency amongst staff if one team is like getting tons of funding for something hey what are they how are they getting all this money how are they get you know they yeah. it's really important in yep. a building to be able to have that tra- yep. kind of transparency. And again, like the administrator having transparency. Right. PTA funds too. Like where right. is this money going? How is it being help, you know, handled? Yeah. I just think it's important. I mean. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Across the board in a building. It's good to have everyone be as honest as they can. Yeah. Um, I love our conversation today. Me too. T was a good letter. It was a great letter. Uh, next week, I believe you and I discussed combining U and V. Yes. And then maybe doing a WXYZ. Yeah. So two more. Two more more alpha. Alpha episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We always love and appreciate our time together. Always. Bye-bye. Bye.